auto dealers. Are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Welcome to Daily Drive for Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. I'm Kellen Walker. Jamie's out today. On today's show, Volkswagen named Scott Keogh CEO of its new Scout unit. Illinois suspends Carvana's license again. And Toyota and friends look to develop small electric vans and trucks. Plus, a look at how 3D printing is helping automakers get through supply chain problems. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. President and CEO of Volkswagen Group of America, Scott Keogh, will serve as president and CEO of VW's new Scout brand. The automaker announced that and other leadership changes in a press release today. The company's current executive chairman of Volkswagen South American region, Pablo Desi, will take over leadership of Volkswagen Group of America. He will also serve as CEO of Volkswagen North American region. The leadership changes will take effect on September 1st. It's not deja vu. Carvana is once again prohibited from selling used cars in Illinois. That's after the Secretary of State Police reinstated a temporary suspension. The state says it suspended sales again because Carvana was not transferring titles within 20 days of sale and not issuing Illinois temporary registrations to Illinois buyers. It also says Carvana would issue temporary registrations up to four to five times from different states for the same vehicle. Illinois suspended Carvana's dealer's license on May 10th after customer complaints. The Secretary of State issued a stay on May 26th allowing the company to resume sales, Carvana did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Toyota says it will work with partners to develop small electric commercial vans and light-duty fuel cell electric trucks. The companies will develop the models for a project to promote the widespread use of electrified vehicles and eventually for the mass market. The project is due to begin in January of next year. The vehicles will be used to transport goods between Tokyo and Fukushima. Around 580 vehicles will be built for use in the project. Electric vehicle-only automakers are trailing other premium brands in shopping experience satisfaction. That's according to a report out this week from retail service tracker Pied Piper. The report uses about 70 best practice behaviors to measure retail service performance of automakers. Tesla, Lucid, Polestar, and Rivian were the four electric-only companies included in the survey. All four were ranked in the bottom quarter of its rankings. The average score of the four brands was about 27% below the industry average. Tesla performed the best among EV makers but still landed near the bottom at number 21. And those are today's headlines. Coming up, automakers and suppliers are using 3D printing to work around the supply chain disruptions and labor shortages roiling the industry. We'll hear more about that next on Daily Drive. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. 
Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. Automakers and suppliers are spending big right now trying to tackle the industry's biggest problem, supply chain disruptions. The industry is now spending more than a billion dollars on 3D printers and processing equipment to help them through these supply problems. They're using the technology for everything from rapid prototyping to production of a growing list of parts. Analysts say the growth rate of this additive manufacturing equipment will be more than 20% between this year and the end of the decade. Automotive news technology and engineering reporter Richard Truett wrote about it for our cover story this week. He spoke with our own Jamie Butters about it. Here's their conversation. Richard Truitt, welcome to Daily Drive. Great to be back. So you had a really interesting story on the front page of this week's issue at onautonews.com about the state of 3D printing. You documented what appears to be the biggest mass manufacturing implementation of 3D printing yet in the auto industry. Not exactly by design, but to solve a problem. So what was going on that led General Motors to this solution? GM has quietly been building up its expertise in 3D printing. And later this week, when they roll out the Cadillac Celestique, we're going to see what what they've been up to. But part of that is they've established two labs out at their tech center. One uh, is an innovation lab. Another is a production lab. They're looking in the future at probably more smaller runs of vehicles rather than banging out, you know, 500,000 trucks every year. Maybe there are going to be smaller runs of EVs, and they're looking at at removing some of the lead times, I think, in in the development of these vehicles, you know, by making tooling and all that. So 3D printing is a great avenue to um, bring vehicles to market quicker and faster and for less money. Yeah, I was really interesting that GM has these two different units within the Warren Tech Center. uh, To What is it? One is for development and one is implementation? Yes, basically, yeah. The story is that they had a late design change that was threatening to halt delivery of the Tahoe for about 12 weeks. Very important vehicle. Yeah, and they had been Chevy dealers were facing pretty much empty lots. So one of their engineers said, I wonder if we can make this part 3D. And it turns out that they could. And they to make our longer front page story a little shorter, within six weeks, those parts were delivered and the vehicles were on the way. And GM learned a lot in, in doing that. You know, the thing that surprised me, and this probably is more about my ignorance than anything else, but when I used to see 
3D printed you know, items, they would be sort of hard plastic type materials. And this was almost more like a foam, right? It, it was acting as a seal. It's a rubber-like part, yeah. the way it was described to me. Twice in the last five years, we've had a 3D printing conference here in Detroit. And I've gone both times and wandered around. I have to tell you that wandering around there and looking at the objects that can be made with a 3D printer, it's every material you can think of, metal, foam, plastic, rubber, and also combinations of those together. The technology is moving at a really, really fast pace. And so these seals that were made out of a polymer, it took the company GKN Forecast 3D out in California a few weeks to figure out how to do it because not only did they have to make it, but after they made it, they had to make it look good. They had to do a, there was a post-production process to make it maybe the surface smooth and they, they had to do that to it. They had to figure all that out. So it took a little bit of work, but the part, the engineer who was in charge of it told me she couldn't tell the difference between a 3D printed one and an injection molded part. And you said the uh, the process went really fast between taking it to the, the development lab that figures out what the 3D printers can do and then the implementation lab that uh, figures out how to get it going. They had a, a prototype back to her in like two days. After the engineer went to the, the innovation lab, when they figured out they could make it, then she took it to the production intent lab, I guess you would say, and they they decided that, yeah, it could it would meet their standards. And from there, I think she told me it was two days between when she went to the second lab before she held something in her hand and then decided to, to get bids from suppliers. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I remember, you know, first kind of encountering this myself maybe a, a decade and a half ago at the University of Michigan and you would see them you know very slowly adding little dots of plastic to other pieces yeah. of plastic and very clever and then uh, maybe it was about a half a decade ago or early 2018 uh, i was one of a number of reporters that went to ford's kentucky truck plant mm -hmm. uh, you know a huge money maker ford expeditions lincoln navigators you know high margin vehicles yeah. and they had a, a problem with some tooling that it wasn't holding the pieces in the right places while the work was being done and they 3D printed a, an add-on part that they would just stick on for part of the assembly process, but it would hold everything in place, allow them to keep that you know money machine running yeah. while they got all their, their tooling back up. Since those days, how has the technology improved and advanced? There's a type of 3D printing that's really, really well suited to the auto industry. It's called binder jet printing. And what it does is like, sprays a layer of material down and then a coating of adhesive and then another layer on top of it. It can happen really quickly. That part of the printer that goes back and forth, you know, think of your inkjet printer that sprays ink on a page. It's basically the same type of technology, just spitting out a different material. But that component can whiz back and forth really quick and it can make many of the same components on the printer bed at the same time. So that's changed. Because like a printer, it's going back and forth, but it's only putting the drops where it's supposed to, and it's putting right. it exactly where they're supposed to. Absolutely. The point I think you're making is that there's very little waste, and that's true. There's very little waste, which, of course, helps, you know, dealing with recycling issues and things of that nature. So by doing that, they can make them in larger numbers, but not yeah. really what we think of as the, you know, one product per minute, you no. know, mass manufacturing uh, auto assembly plant type of case. Not yet. I was talking to this morning today with one of my contacts who works at a big 3D printer manufacturer. And I said to her, if, if I'm an automaker and I want to buy a machine that can just really bang out the parts, you know, it's, it's going to be 
a million dollars plus, but that's only one machine. So if you're working on a, you know, if you're producing a high volume vehicle like a Chevrolet Silverado or Ford F-150, you might need 50 of those machines. That's <laughs> a huge investment. Yeah. What do you get for that investment? Well, if you have to order a piece of tooling that comes from China or some other place overseas, you avoid potential shipping delays and the long, you know, lead time to get it. So you can recoup some of that with speed, but it's still, it's a very, very big investment. What else, or what are some of the other last things kind of keeping 3D from being viable for, for high volume production? I think at this point, it's mostly speed and I think a little bit of the cost. I've had, when I was reporting the story, I had a number of experts tell me that 3D printed component costs more than one that is made the traditional way. So, you know, if the average price of a vehicle, I think last month was $48,000, well, cost is really, really important. And so automakers have got to get the cost, if not down, then they can't, you know, they got to keep an eye on the cost. So it has to be parity before they can get yeah. into vehicles. It has, I mean, it's always been, you know, in mass production, cost is so important. Keep your, right. your product available to the most people possible, maximize profit as much as possible. But for some of these key solutions, maybe in smaller volumes, it can be a really important solution. I think so. And, you know, our, our business is so nuanced, it's hard to figure out all these little aspects of it. But think of it this way. You might pay more for the part to produce it, but if you save a lot of money on the development time, then you get some of that back, right? It doesn't always show up in black and white numbers on, on the paper, but if you have to wait 12 weeks for the tooling to come, but you can have a part in your hand in two days, you save some money there, right? It's a huge opportunity cost yeah. for when you're running a factory. Absolutely. Yeah. So other than uh, speed and fast prototyping, what are the key benefits that 3D provides? Well, I would urge our readers and listeners to pay close attention Friday when Cadillac shows the Cell SD because there's a vehicle that's got 100 3D printed parts in it. And from the teasers that they've already shown, it looks like there's going to be some spectacular shapes and materials on the inside of that car that we might not have seen before in a vehicle. So the design capability that engineers and designers and stylists have, the freedom, to create is greatly enhanced with 3D. That's a very low volume Cadillac. We're talking it is about hundreds, uh, maybe in the hundreds per year. Yeah. So um, interesting case for impl implementing new technology. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, Richard Truitt, thank you so much for joining me here on Daily Drive. All right. Great. Richard Truitt is a technology and engineering reporter for Automotive News. You can find his cover story for Automotive News about 3D printing at autonews.com. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Kellen Walker. Jamie will be back tomorrow. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on manufacturing technology, retail, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation about right to repair laws and how the nature of vehicle ownership is changing with the proliferation of new software features. And if you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.